Fred. Manny, why the fuck are you making a sandwich show? Okay, well, first off, motherfucker, I, last week there were three certified bitches in this house. Certified bitch? How are you going to disrespect the women? Yo, shout out to Ambition. She was on our show last I week. I don't mean bitches negatively. I mean by gender. Like, you know, they three females, you know? Okay. No, like, fucking cross-dressing, still got a dick, you know, wannabes. Uh, but three legitimate females. Yeah, you mean bitches as a term of endearment. Right. <laughs> you know, like evening bitches. Uh, but here's the problem. Three women's and no fucking sandwiches. It's a damn shame. With that said... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Hey, welcome, welcome to the Cigars and Bars podcast. I mean, at this point, they should know who the fuck we are. Like, obviously, I'm your boy Stiz, a.k.a. Babyface Stew, a.k.a. Papa Stew, a.k.a. Pasta Stew. And my girlfriend calls me Poppy Stew, and that sultry voice was... Well, you guys should know me by now, because if you don't know me by now, you will never, never, never know me. <laughs> I am Daddy Manny, formerly Padre Manuel, formerly that motherfucker. Facts. And that third voice you heard, you probably know him. It's yeah, the... Harold uh, Melvin himself. I mean, it's the... You're now, what, the official, official financial advisor and legal advisor of the Heel Face podcast? It's like the official, official, unofficial. Because ah. I, I, now I'm in an unofficial capacity here. Uh, on the weekends. Oh, these are facts, yeah. You know, because I'm at corporate. Yeah, this is Kyle, everybody. This yeah. is uh, the backup vocals now for <laughs> Daddy Manny in the Red Box. Songs to get your x packs too. Yeah, yeah. It's like Songs to get your x packs too. The Red Box and the Pink Hook. <laughs> the Red Box He's doing and all the pink shit hook. pro bono, guys. We needed a lot of help. <laughs> well, what's up, guys? How you guys doing today? Tonight. Uh, Harold Melvin, you should go first. Harold Melvin. But you know what? I'm actually feeling real good, man. For feel real nice. I mean, I injured myself, you know, in the gym. You know what I mean? Lifting up weights, you know what I mean? So I remember you said you threw your back out last you, week. Yeah, I threw my back out and it wasn't, you know, in the fun way. Um <laughs> You know, it's like I'm I'm just grunting over here, put putting these weights up, just like uh uh it, uh I mean so, it probably had you like I'm going to come. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the second one, the, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, but, but it wasn't in a nice way. It was in public and yeah, I was laid up for a while. Unfortunately, I missed the show. I miss Runsky's birthday party man i, I know we ended up hurts. playing we ended up playing your uh your disclaimer and it was funny as fuck watching people's faces hearing your voice but not seeing who's talking <laughs> i know i know it's like i mean the my presence missing was palpable you know what i mean it was absolutely it was pretty bad Ooh, absolutely was great. sexy 
both of y'all missed tonight with you boys. It was a fantastic show, I, yo. I had an impromptu poker night, which turned into an impromptu dinner with a friend who was worried about me, so like I couldn't blow him off because that would just set off all the red flags. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I already set off a bunch of red flags, but I kind of like gotten that under control. Actually, that's a lie. I'm back on my shit, everybody. Back You're back truck. on your shit? I'm back on my shit, you know. Back uh, up the train. Hold up. <laughs> You're back on your shit? I'm back on my old hoeways, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, That was quick. It was two months, man. I mean, three months. Three months. Well, two, uh, January to March. Is that two or three months, in your opinion? January to March? That's two months. Fuck, Facts. it was only two months. 60 days. <laughs> hey, less than 60 days, because February, you know, kind of, they fucked us over. Facts. Gave us the shortest month. Okay, so I was clean for, for two black months. History. Right? So was Snoop Dogg back in the day, you know? Yeah. He's clean for two months. Um, nah, man, like, shit didn't work out between me and the girl that I thought it was. You know, you get ghosted. That's just part of the game, you know? But at this age and state of the game, you'd, you'd think after two months, you'd get it like, hey, this isn't working out or... You know what? I think you're a creep. Get the fuck away from me. Just some communication, right? That's all I want. Yeah, I mean, That's just I want. just civility. You know what I mean? D- then you know, the next thing I know, within 30 minutes, I'm back on Tinder. I got titties in my Snapchat, and I, I may or may not have a date tomorrow night, depending on what she says. Nice. Nice. Is that what they call them nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> you know well, what I mean? It's like- a good chance I might break in my Jeep. Oh, that's good shit, pal. Oh. Had that Jeep for almost a year, and no one's been fucked in it yet. That is a shame. Facts. Yeah, but I the know, year is young, yo. Much a shame. The year is young. Yo, happy WrestleMania Day, guys. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's switch to something better. Happy WrestleMania. Happy WrestleMania. Hey. <laughs> the granddaddy of them all. The big sh- biggest show. Facts. Fucking WrestleMania 38. Night it- one was tonight, and... Uh, yeah, I just want to say uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled his last match tonight, and that shit was dope. I thought he was going to get arrested at the end of this match. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Kevin Owens did get carried off by, uh, looks like, Texas State Police. Well, the thing was, I thought they were actually for uh, Stone Cold, because when he went on and dragged uh, Kevin Owens around on his uh, ATV, technically... That technically, he a- didn't drag him. He, he, all right, he he rode bitch with Kevin Hart in front of him. <laughs> but he held Kevin's heart by his heart. Um, but the thing is, technically, that is illegal. If you have been drinking, you're not supposed to, you know, have your key in the ignition. Now, granted, it's not a public roadway, but it's still one of those like. Eh. Yeah, so this is WWE like, we're talking eh. about. Yeah, bro. I know, but like, it, you could see Texas being like, "Man, weed's not legal here." Well, it kind of is legal in there. Well, it, it was performance art. Yeah, okay. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, I guess if, like, I can watch Monster Jam and Gold Digger can, like, you know, the dri- Gold Digger's driver can, like, do a couple shots and then do a few wheelies, I guess we're okay. Wait, Gold Digger? Grave Digger? I'm sorry. I got Goldberg and Grave Digger confused for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should uh, dig a grave for Goldberg because that man shouldn't be in the show anymore. I'll take all the smoke for that. Goldberg's <laughs> fucking favorite. You hate to see it. You gotta make room for Cody Rhodes, bitch. Dude, Cody fucking Rhodes. Yeah. Cody Rhodes and Rollins was a fire match. That's it was like the worst kept secret in wrestling, but... Welcome back to the big time, bitch. Yo, that <laughs> quote of the night, bro. <laughs> that shit. That shit was fucking dope. So I have a conspiracy theory about that. Oh. Oh, let's okay. go. Here we go. I think the whole reason that AEW came to be... 
was because Cody Rhodes was upset with Vince McMahon. So he decided to show Vince McMahon what he could do to his business. We just had this conversation yeah. earlier. Yeah. And he did all of this just to make Co- um, sorry, uh, uh, Vince McMahon go like, all right, I'll pay you the money you want. Just stop fucking with my business. Yeah, but you know what? I think that like everything sums up with that Boondocks uh, clip of um, when they were doing like the fuck granddad thing. Yeah, yeah. When they were like, eat a dick, old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, like basically, you got a man to. Uh, Cody Rhodes had the perfect witness me moment. With like, all I needed was just a billionaire investor. And I fucking took money from you in a way that you will never enjoy again. Yeah, but you know what's hilarious though, man? They let him keep the song that he went around the world for like almost three years, right? Which that entire like entrance theme is a dig at the WWE system. Well, like there's more than one royal family in wrestling. You can take you can take my name, but you can't take my freedom. Like all that shit. It's yeah, because like yeah, he he came up with that because WWE for a while wasn't letting him use the Rhodes last name. He was just going around Cody. being announced as Cody. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, or Stardust. Um. <laughs> yeah, when he did the Stardust pose, I fucking died. I was like, that's good shit, pal. That, that's good shit, pal. But could you stop making it look bad? I already got rid of Shane. I don't want to get rid of you too. <laughs> but just how they did his entrance, it was great. They had the pyro going up the ramp, and then all the lights started shutting down. And I, at first, I was like, Undertaker, maybe. Well, I mean, like, no, he he's officially retired. Well, yeah, I know that, but like, but like when they were turning the lights out, I'm like, who could this be? But then initially, I was like, that'd be dope if they brought in Cody with his AEW shit. And sure enough. It was like A.W. Cody showed up. They even raised him up from the fucking bottom of the ramp, like, you know, yeah, in the stage like, elevator. Well, yeah. you gotta, if you bought, like, Knight Rider's, like, fucking, like, kit car, you're, you're gonna have to do it exactly the way the show did in order to get the same heat. I mean, I'm gonna be concerned for Cody that, yeah, for a couple months, he may be, like, this hot fucking talent, but, like, in the fashion of WWE, they might just be like, yeah, um, now we want you to be... I know you're the American Nightmare, but, you know, we got a real stockpile of fucking cold face paint. Uh, we we, we kind of need Stardust back. Dude, if you if you follow uh, on Twitter, like, if you're ever on Twitter, like, the one account anybody who's listening to this should follow. I mean, I know we're not a wrestling podcast. We just tend to talk about wrestling. But uh, Vince McMahon Googling <laughs> is one of the best fucking <laughs> accounts like the entire time the match was going on, I'm getting updates on my phone that it was just like the whole account is basically as if Vince McMahon was Googling shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so fucking funny. Just some of the shit that he was posting, like where the, where the fuck is Stardust? <laughs> just stupid shit like that. It was, it was fantastic. But that, that match was a kick-ass match. And I really love the finishing sequence where you had Cody hit him with two crossroads, then picked him up, did the whole flip-flop and fly, looked up to the heavens to his dad, hit him with one more crossroads, one, two, three. Yeah. Dude, you know what else was fire? Besides, like, you know, big-time Becky Lynch and uh, Belinda Belair. Uh, that was Bianca Belair? Match. Yeah, Bianca fuck, Belair. Bianca, fuck, fuck me. I'm confusing my porn stars and my wrestlers again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yo, Bianca Belair's entrance was fire. Pop the, this guy. Yeah, TSU <laughs> fucking doing the fucking uh, marching band sequence. Uh, and then McIntyre fucking slashing the fucking uh, the ropes. 
uh, well, slash, slash, they broke. Um, you know, when you watch that shit in slow motion, the sword was so floppy, you couldn't cut shit. Facts. Yeah. But, like, the way they did it made it look cool. Like, they, they went all out for this. They, they're like, all right, AEW, we're going to show you what real money can do. Dog, I'll tell you what, though, man. When Bianca Belair came out there with TSU, because I am from Houston. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I have family that is, like, literally lives, like, four blocks from TSU. And one thing about, like, black people, uh, especially if they're raised in the hood, they've either, um, they, they were in sports and or in marching band. I was in both. Right, TSU uh, was. I mean, in historically black colleges, university, the sports teams suck ass. So the marching band is um, is the show. Everybody comes for that. Like they are like yeah, the hot got, shit. You got your captains doing the step dances and everything else, uh, and it, it's just fucking great. And I, I t- oh, go ahead. Sorry, and I tell you what though, it's like when they were fucking doing that shit, man. I mean, yeah, I am recovering for a bad back, but I broke that shit down. Facts, he was all dancing in my living room and shit. Yeah, (laughs) I was doing the drum major shit the entire way through, man. It was glorious. Shit was fire, bro. Like, that whole, like, WrestleMania Night 1, it was kind of like last year, where Night 1 was for the marks. But I will say all, like, the marquee matches that I want to see are all going to be happening tomorrow night. So I'm fucking excited for that shit. A kind of funny story about that whole sequence. Um, I'm not going to say, like, in my group of friends, I'm the diversity hire, but the only other brown person in that room uh, was my buddy's wife. Uh, so it was weird that I, to my three white friends, I was like, yeah, TSU at Historically Black College, that's called a step dance, you know. And, like, oh. <laughs> it's yeah. like putting them on some game type shit. Like, it just not. I'm not even looking it up from my phone because, like, I'm enjoying it, but I also had to answer this uh, sex I got from that Tinder hoe. Um, so you know, <laughs> it was just like I was taking care of business while also like looking like a, like that guy who knows everything. But for that brief moment, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm that guy. I'm like that asshole who's like, you know, uh, what, what do you call? Um, he thinks he's really hip because he thinks he's down, but really he only knows surface level content. <laughs> <laughs> like, I carry a pro pick in my car. It's true. But, like, it's a decent quality comb. I still get roasted on it by, by everyone else who gets to my car, though. I mean, is the pick in, like, uh, like a balled-up fist? No. Uh, it is a standard issue. It's purple with black tips. Um and it's a standard issue pick. It's kind of the one you actually need to use to get your shit done. Like, it's all fucked up. I mean, come on, man. Just you halfway doing it, man. You can't halfway do this shit. Hey, I mean, like, I'm not trying to appropriate nothing that isn't mine. I just needed a quality comb. Well, I mean, you can't I'm, fault the man. I'm just saying. <laughs> but having an Afro pick that has a fist on it is worth 10 times if you put fucking BLM in your fucking uh, in your bio. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm, I'm not going to be appropriate. <laughs> it's worth 10 times more. Look, I, I fuck liberal chicks on the daily, but that, you know, I dye my hair silver and, you know, you know, pretend I talk like a, like a, uh, like an effeminate man. You know, like, oh God, that's totally not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I let my Oxcar slip out a little bit. Yeah, that's right. You heard it here, folks. I grew up in California. I will say though, like the, the highlights for me was like, Seeing uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio come out, and oh, yeah, Dominic yeah. was looking like he was on his Eddie Guerrero Bart Star shit. Fire. Fuck Logan Paul, though. 
Yo, I'm not even going to lie. He was kind of dope in that match, but Miz turning on him at the end. I can't say I saw that coming, but it's Miz, so. I mean, that was good shit. I mean, yeah, Logan Paul is an asshole. A man but asshole. you have to admit, he is an entertainer. Oh, 100%. Sure. And you know what, man? It's like people disrespect him all the time, but that motherfucker is athletic. Facts. Did you see how many times that he was fucking like his uh, suplexes? Mm-hmm. His suplexes were great. And he fucking like halfway deadlifted. Uh, Ray Mysterio. He he did into a lot of fucking suplexes. It was fucking, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Now, oh yeah. I might be a little high, but um, that's not for any reason other than the fact that like you know maybe got like crosswinded from somebody else. Um, but did everyone do a stunner tonight? What do you mean everyone? I felt like everyone did a stunner at least one time in their performances, but that could just be me like thinking too hard. I mean, the only stunners technically was Kevin Owens on Austin and Austin on Kevin Owens. Really? Because I could have sworn like everyone did like their own like little rendition. Well, there's a difference between a stunner and a cutter. Okay. Yeah. All right. School me, uh, wrestling sensei. Stunner, basically grabbing the neck into a seated position. A cutter is when you grab them and you fucking lay out flat. Oh, okay. See, I thought they were trying to like... Kind of like the RKO, the Cody cutter. Shit like uh, that. Okay, see, my my Mark ass was thinking it was just everyone was trying to like do like they all know Stone Cold was gonna fucking fight that night, so they just all wanted to like show their support. I mean, watching Kevin Owens when he pulled a stunner on on Stone Cold, basically you could see it in his face that, um, well, yeah, he's French Canadian, but he learned how to speak English because of uh, Austin and Jr., which is a shame Jr. wasn't there, but uh. Uh, I know it felt so yeah. weird having an Austin match without Jr. calling it. Yeah, but like Stunner, he got him. <laughs> yeah, Byron Sexton calling the action. Come on, man. Byron ate a stunner too. That was great. Yeah, yeah. But Owens basically his childhood hero. He gave him a stunner, and then Austin stunned him right back. Facts. Can you imagine what it must be like to be a professional to get like basically the signature move that you basically kind of got blessed to have? Like, to carry on. Yo, I'm not even going to lie. I think it's fire that fucking Kevin Owens basically lived the dream of every fucking wrestling fan from the mid-90s. Yeah. Like, he got to dress up as Stone Cold. Mm -hmm. He basically did Stone Cold's entrance on Raw. And it was fantastic because this is like fit. Like, it gave me fucking... uh, Shawn Michaels in Montreal vibes. <laughs> like when Shawn Michaels was oh, shit. talking shit about Bret Hart, they hit Bret Hart's music and the whole place popped, and then Shawn was acting scared, then nobody came out. Yeah. Uh, Owens did that on Raw a couple weeks ago. He sh- he put on a bald cap and wore the Austin, Austin 316 shirt and the jean shorts and the knee braces and all that shit. Came out, did Austin's entrance. Like when the music hit, uh, when Raw opened, the whole place popped. And then when they saw it was Kevin Owens, you could just hear the fucking visceral groan of the audience. And then it was great because while he was in the ring talking shit, they hit Austin's music again. And the whole place fucking went nuts. And Owens was selling it like, oh shit, he's here. And then after a while, he started laughing again. So he got the crowd twice in one promo. And I was like, this fucking guy. But tonight was great. Like when... He called Austin out. He was sitting there shitting all over Texas. (laughs) Shitting all over Austin. And then he was just like, I tricked you, Austin. I didn't bring you out here to talk. I brought you out here to fight. I want a match. No holds barred with you right now. And then, like, the whole place was going nuts. And then Austin was like, give me a goddamn... 
Give me get ref. <laughs> ref. <laughs> oh man, and fucking the at the end, he's just tossing beers, just pounding him. Got his brother on stage. He fucking slammed a beer with the ref. That was dope. Yep. That was dope. That's like getting to live out like a 90s dream. Facts. The fact Honestly, that- I was surprised that the crowd was kind of like not even fucking lit that the fact that Austin was about to wrestle a match. Do you know what I mean? Like they were hyped, but they weren't like what I would assume would be WrestleMania hyped for it. Like they were more hyped for his entrance than they were the fact that this guy was about to wrestle a match for the first time in 19 years. Well, I think it was yeah. bittersweet. Because if he did wrestle, you knew it would be the last time you see Stone Cold wrestle. Well, fucking enjoy that shit, yo. He did, because remember, I think he saw the crowd kind of have that moment. He's like, anybody want to here want to see me wrestle my last match here in Dallas? Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! The whole stadium echoed. Yeah. 75,000 of you. Yeah. I mean, shit was fire. I mean, well, think about this, though, man. It's like, again, he had to wrestle at 19 years, right? The median age of the motherfuckers in there is like what a lot of them were like 27, 28. So they were fucking babies. A lot of them weren't even around when Austin was like at his top game. This is some shit that hit me yesterday when I was watching the Hall of Fame. And like Undertaker was doing his whole TED talk of a of a Hall of Fame speech, which was fire. Like the stories that he was telling was fantastic. But uh, the whole time that we're sitting there, I looked at Katya and I was like, I just realized I've been alive the entire time. Like, I saw all of Undertaker's run in WWE. Like, I saw all of it. So I'm like, I'm that old, yo. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, when seeing Austin, like, I was just stunned that I was like, holy shit, this is happening. (laughs) Like, like, I I felt like a fucking 12-year-old again tonight. It was fantastic. Dude, yeah. if it wasn't for the fact that we all had shit to do tomorrow, I think my friends would have and I would have been, well, and the fact that my buddy's wife just got a new rug and she, like, we had to have no shoes on, too. That was kind of the weird part. We would have been slamming beers, like, you know, Austin style. Yeah. Like, all over the fucking living room. <laughs> I mean, I mean we weren't slamming beers, but, like, I mean, we're kind of slamming beers right now. Oh, yeah. So, for the first time at Cigars and Bars, we are actually smoking Facts. and drinking. We got the uh, Santa Cruiser Golden Nails from the Dragoon Brewing Company from here in Arizona. How do you feel about them? I I fuck with them. Like, I fuck with their IPAs, uh, the, the Dragoon IPAs. Those are fucking really good. Um, I like this Golden Nail. There was another one that I had that was pretty good. It was another It was another lager, I think it was. Like, Dragoon so far is batting a thousand with me. I like their Stout the Quattro. Yeah, the Quattro's good. Yeah, Quattro's good because it also gets you fucked up. I haven't. I don't think I've had the twelve percent alcohol. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, let me ask a question. Have y'all been to the to the brewery itself where no. they're serving all this stuff? I haven't. That shit's no. legit. It, it is definitely legit, man. Yeah. You should, like, if anything else, you should go in there right off and the just ground, man. you know just chill out because it is a great. Where's it at? Um, it's like, on the other side of I ten. Like on uh, Grant and I ten area, like right, kind of like where the Arby's is and the Aces. Oh, okay, okay. That area. All right. And yeah, I'll a, have to peep them out. You also, if you're gonna go by that area and you're gonna head to Grant, you should check out 1912 Brewery. 1912 Brewery is a local brewery that actually one of my dad's old Marines runs. Oh shit! Oh, really? Yeah, okay. They had their whole uh, their, their units uh, uh, like get together. 
and we had guys coming in from California, all over the world. Uh, like, I took my dad there because he like he hadn't seen these guys in years. Like, he, he talked to some of them, we hadn't seen them in years. But like, you know, he kind of didn't want to go. You know, like like you know, sometimes you get when you're like, oh, man, you know, maybe I shouldn't. But like, yeah. he showed up and like everybody's eyes lit up because he's here and then like his eyes lit up because everybody was there and they're all fucking around he's like who's this that's my oldest son your oldest son is like yeah man the one i claim <laughs> <laughs> that's good shit yo all right well shout out to 1912 go ahead and sponsor us facts hey, man, we need like, some fucking sponsors yo we, yo if we start getting sponsored by breweries and they're just hooking us up with beer that'd be fire i will develop a problem that i already have yeah <laughs> further develop i should say well i mean we started brewing our beers but i think the next one should be a lager dude, uh, dude for sure it yeah we ended up brewing an ipa earlier this year oh yeah yeah i heard yeah. about that one came out pretty dope like the first couple of bottles did uh we our filters didn't work out so like the last couple of bottles had a little bit of that gunk in it and so we had to filter those out when we were pouring them but like the color came out pretty good like the the taste came out pretty fire so i was like dank yeah so i'm like next time next time we'll fucking like do it a little bit different filter it out a little bit better and well it's like probably- a relationship the first one doesn't usually turn out the way you think it's going to turn out but facts <laughs> yeah and, and like your first relationship you end up drinking the mothers you know what i'm saying <laughs> I heard a I heard a good comment at work today, you know. Um, uh, it was uh, the two girls were talking to each other. They're walking out of work. It's like all of a sudden I had the girl number one was like, "Oh, I guess I just had this weird like fucking cough and tickle in my mouth." And the other one goes, "That's all those kids who went in the back of your throat, you dirty bitch." <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, I'm like, "You old ladies are having a fun time." Hello. Meanwhile, Love the scene. Legion of Doom. Okay, terrific. <laughs> I mean, like, fair enough. That this whole weekend's been fucking dope, yo. I just watched that uh, Ring of Honor fucking uh, Super Card of Honor today. We, we, we watched that yesterday. That's um, the oh, you saw it? Yeah, we saw it, and then we watched Rampage. Nice. I didn't see Rampage yet. It was pretty good. Good show. Good show. Yeah, I was kind of excited for that fucking uh, Keith Lee and and Powerhouse Hobbs match. Whoa. I know. I'm gonna. Fight. I'm probably gonna watch it after this. Honestly, like, Boss fight. Yeah, you saw Boss it too, fight. dude. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. Shit. I'm gonna watch it after this show, yo. The Bucks versus FTR is gonna be fire. Oh man, yo, the Bucks but, versus the Briscoes was fire. Yes. Like that match was dope. And then they had yeah. honor, and they, you know. <sighs> I will say Jay Lethal's heel turn was like my favorite shit of the night. Like, uh, he was, you, you came in like right as we were watching the main event, but, uh, earlier in the night, fucking, um, Jay Lethal was fighting Lee Moriarty from AEW, which they were pretty much trying to say like Lee Moriarty is the next Jay Lethal, like the way that he works and shit. And I was like, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. But like, uh, during the match, they were having a pretty kick-ass match, but the finishing sequence, like, the referee went down, and then Jay Lethal ended up hitting him with a low blow. Mm-hmm. But then Lethal was kind of, like, having that hesitation, like, 
do I take advantage of this or and then he just hit him with the lethal injection one two three and then it was great because after the match fucking Matt Seidel gets in the ring and I guess he's got an injury to his leg right now so he's on crutches yeah and he gets in the ring and he starts yelling at Jay Lethal like I can't believe you decided to go this low to win this match what the hell is your problem and then Jay's looking at him like I know and then he just kicks his crutch out from under him <laughs> and starts beating the shit out of him but it was great because uh, yeah. Sanjay Dutt came out like he's a producer now yeah. uh he came out and like pulled lethal off of him and was kind of reprimanding him and like talking shit to him and then later on in the night after the gresham and bandito world title match which that match was fucking fantastic that was dope yo that mahi straw cradle he beat him with that shit was dope but uh after the match gresham picked up the mic and was talking about how he wanted to be the foundation for roh and like wanted to make it pure and then jay lethal interrupted him pretty much and he just came out and he was just like i believe i should get the next shot for the title and gresham was just looking at him like well per your actions that you've been doing i don't think you have enough honor to be able to come after the heavyweight title and then jay lethal like pie faced him and was like there wouldn't be a jonathan gresham without jay lethal you piece of crap and like fucking shoved him in the face straight mush yeah but then when they started shoving each other it was great because sanjay duck came back out to like break him up and then he turned around and he punched jonathan gresham and they just start stomping him into the mat <laughs> Lee Moriarty came out to try to make the save and then they started beating him up and Lethal hit him with another injection but then Samoa Joe came out yeah. and oh. I lost my shit like I saw that and I was like yo Joe. and then you see how big he is I'm like fuck, fuck man dude. and then today you and I watched that Joe and, and uh, Kenta Kobashi match from like 2005 uh, we were so hyped that we looked it up Facts. And saw it again <laughs> in full. Facts. And I mean, anybody that doesn't know who Kenta Kobashi is, Yo. it is not like the active Kenta, you know, like the go to sleep guy. Yeah. Kenta Kobashi is a fucking legend. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Minoru Suzuki. Oh, shit, Suzuki. Sorry, my bad. Kenta no, Kob- Kenta Kobashi was like Mr. Machine Gun Chops. Like the dude's got hands the size of oh, mallets. Yeah, yes, yes, fucking yes. like pro wrestling Noah. Yeah, dude. It, oh man, that that shit, that shit, that shit was fire. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what a fucking wild like week. We kind of took the week off last week. You know, we did. I think I think we needed it. I think I think deep down, this is a relationship that's gonna last, but can't be like <laughs> can't be one where we're all up in each other's shit every day. I mean, these are facts. I mean, like, I hang out with you, but, like... That Ambition show did some numbers, too. Like, that was some oh, good yeah. shit. Oh, yeah, what were the numbers on that shit? That was pretty good. Like, it hasn't... It's not our biggest... Ep- like, our biggest episode so far was dusting off that pussy. But, uh... That is that's a like catchy s- fucking title. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> we dusting off that pussy, We man. dusted like, off the pussy, yo. Yeah, you know. But, nah, like, Ambition's numbers... Like, it was funny, because after I had put that out, all of a sudden, like, we went to... Uh, we did a night with you boys, and all of a sudden, I got a bunch of rappers hitting me up, like, yo, let me be on Cigars and Bars. Yeah. Like, all right, you know, we'll figure it out. Yeah, man, like, I, I think it'd be cool to have Cigars and Bars, you know, might be turned into, like where we smoke cigars and artists come on and spit bars, but mainly it's about something they're passionate about Facts. or something they want to get off their chest or want to get like a, maybe like a council of, of, of idiots, uh, a, a point of view. Uh, I don't say idiots for you. I say idiots for me. Cause you know, like, well, I mean, I'm an idiot from time to time too. So, I mean, you know, act a fool, you know, we, yeah, yeah. We all song have our isn't moments. about me, but you know, yeah. yeah, we all have our moments, you know, we all yeah. have our moments yeah. indeed. Yeah. Yeah, you know. 
But but I tell you what though, man, it was like I did what I listened to that ambition podcast, that episode while I was driving down from Phoenix. Yeah. Because you know I'm at corporate, so I had to go to Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. For that, and yeah, I'm yeah. not allowed in the building anymore. That was. <laughs> <laughs> We had to change the locks because he kept fucking making copies. God damn it, man! The only one that gets really good zoom into my dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So what we, were your we thoughts? We had to replace the glass three times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you need to be gentle with. You can't just like flop it down. Yeah, this isn't legal or financial advice, Manny, but you can't do this. Well, now I know. <laughs> Come on. So what were your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hello, some pictures, Ron. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, man, I thought it was actually really good. It was, it, it's, it was very interesting. I mean, I appreciated that Rue was like in the building, but she didn't want to be on initially. Yeah, but you know, there was a couple topics where it's like, oh, I got something on this. Oh, we were just, right? we were literally sitting here like this, and then fucking Rue, like as soon as we, because like ambition wanted to get into relationships, so yeah. we were like, yeah, let's talk about it. And then the moment we were getting into the conversation, I just see Rue poke her head out of the door right here, and she's like, I got something to say about this. And I'm like, Yo, Papa Squad, let's go. Official, unofficial life coach pretty much pretty much <laughs> but, yeah shout out to Rue but, but shout out to Ambition yo yeah, like I, I can't wait ambition. to have her on again dude I'd love to have her on again thanks yeah. absolutely shout out to Ambition and I gotta say though man it's like she has an extremely sexy voice you know what I mean that is one thing that I can appreciate and she is a wonderful lady yeah and it, she is a tremendous artist like do yourself yeah. a favor and listen to some of her music yeah, right on, she man. is fantastic yo. yeah Shout out to Ambition. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Ambition. I mean, you sound sound pretty cool. And you know what I mean? This is not me officially taking my shot, but unofficial. I mean, she does live in Phoenix. She does live in Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's within the driving (laughs) radius. Pretty much. But, you know, like... uh, I mean, after having her on, like, we we had her on after the hip-hop festival and, like, that shit... Like the hip hop festival, I wish you would have been down here for that, bro. Oh, like, would it be that for that one too? Yo, that that whole show was fucking fire. Like, I'm gonna send you some shit after this too. Like, yeah. Cash Lansky, DJ Bonus, and Manny Megs are in a group together, and let that shit fire, yo. I'm talking about like I got Cash on on rotation. In my oh, shit dude, now, he's fu- he's fucking dope. Oh, uh, get Shay Noir in your shit too. Yes. Shay Noir. Shay Noir. C H E Noir. She is fucking fire. She goes up to the stage and starts talking shit to people like on that. I will battle every motherfucker in this room kind of vibe. Like I'm here to kill every motherfucker in the room twice. Facts. That shit was dope. Dude, a night with your boys came out so dope. Like we, we literally booked just like four artists like to Halsero was our DJ. Like we had D we had Vinci up there. Uh, we had Jive and Scientists, which seeing them again, like we got them back together after like it's been like five years since they performed together, and like they came back and did their thing, and like Runt was so fucking dope. And then 
uh, after that. It was great. Fucking, uh, we gave Halsero a set, and then he decided to put on some fucking dope-ass beats. He's like, I want some rapidy-ass rappers to come up here and rap. <laughs> and we ended up getting a fucking amazing sighting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he was sighted? He was sighted, and he spit some bars. Oh, my goodness. I know. Uh, Marley B was there. Fucking Danny Foster showed up and spit some bars. Like, yo, that show was fine. Trauma and BZ killed it, as always. Which, oh, it always. wouldn't be a heel face show without some heel face shit happening. I mean, there was ratchet shit. There was some bars. At one point, BZ started singing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme. She got the whole crowd singing the SpongeBob theme. There's video of it somewhere, and if I find it, I'll show it to you, bro. It's fucking great. <laughs> Sensational. But, facts. But, uh, yeah... Like, it was such a good show. And, like, uh, BZ had put together this video for Runt for his birthday. And they set that up. And Runt got to sit there and see all these people showing him all kinds of love. And, like, I don't think he understood how much of an impact he's had on the city and, like, the artists in the city. And his bar's been fucking dope. Like, you've been to Thunder Canyon. Like, oh, yeah, man. Dude, so the beer's like, there, the vibe that, there. Everything is fucking fantastic, yeah, bro. That's amazing, man. He, he, he's, a, he's an amazing person. He's an amazing soul. And not only that, like, his, his, his heart and his passion. Yeah. Not just for, like, himself and for the crew, but for everybody, man. Facts. Putting everybody on. It's, it, it is home base. Absolutely. And I love that. Absolutely. And like, if anybody that's in Tucson listening to this, if you're not already, like, go hit up Thunder Canyon Brewery downtown. That's Run's Bar. It's a fantastic spot. The vibes are always good. The beer is always fantastic. Like, I know, like, when we go down there, Katya loves that rum punch. The rum punch, yes. Yeah. I fuck with the Doble Diablos and the IPA. That shit's dope. Uh, They had this Blackberry Wheat. One day, yes. Like we, we went down, like when we went down there for that jazz show, yeah. like that shit, that was good shit. Like there's just good shit up there. Like good shit, pal. All the good shit, pal. Oh, yeah. But I mean, so much dope shit's coming up, and I was thinking about it today. Like March has been a pretty fire month. You know what? There's been some ups and downs, but on the whole, like it's been pretty fire. Yeah, like I quit my job literally March first. <laughs> you did, you did. So and then from that point, it was the hip hop festival. Yeah, new month, new me. Yeah, it yeah. was this? Pretty much. Um, apparently, I started a, a rap beef with Tommy Will over some pasta. No, he started rap beef with you. Let's be real. This, these are facts. So now every time he, didn't he want sees the smoke, me, but you gonna give it to him. Yeah, like. I'm out pasta that motherfucker. Shout out yeah. to Tommy Will. <laughs> Straight impasta. Impasta. So WrestleMania night two tomorrow. I think it's gonna be fire. I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to it because if like, like this this girl flakes out, you know, I'm gonna hang up with my boys. Hey man, you're more than welcome. I mean, even if it doesn't flake out, I'm so good to come back and be like, guess what I did? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, smell my fingers. (laughs) Hold on, give me a second. (sighs) (sighs) Smoke (laughs) (laughs) He's like, hey, Stu, smell this. (laughs) No, I'm going to be like, hey, can you come up to my cheek real quick? I need your opinion on something. Like, hermetically sealed. (laughs) 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 
It's like, no, no, don't get the black light. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm surprised about? That, like, Twitter didn't blow up on tonight? What Fucking uh, Charlotte's nip slip? Oh, that is that is true. She had a wee bit of a nip slip there. Yeah. But... You know, that's when the, uh, the fucking, is that when the fucking, like, feed kind of cut out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it went black, and, like, everybody was like, what the fuck? And then, like, they got a, they kind of put the camera back on when she was in the figure eight. And, like, I caught it a little bit, and I was like, oh, shit, her titty popped out. Like, there's a titty. No, and that's the problem. That's the Streisand effect, man, because I think that nobody would have paid attention to it, and it just fucking just would have been gone, right? But now you got the internet sleuths. Because yeah, yeah. something happened in between there. So they're going like every milli- every Everybody millisecond Snapchat frame. that was live streaming and everything. They're grabbing all the photos, all the angles, and they're going to have like a, like a 3D rendering of the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, they're so fucking, you can see the nipple slip in real time. Yeah, triangulating shit yeah, all over the place and be you know, like, the oh, there it is. Where it's pointing, it's like, north by northeast, about 31 degrees. It was funny because when the feed went out, we were all like, what the hell's going on? And I was like, oh, there was a nip slip. And it was funny because the girls were like phone boning at the time and they were like, oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. And then it was great because like as Cody and Seth were going on, I go on Twitter and I see somebody posted about it and I started passing my phone around the room. I was like, yeah, see? There it is. But like, I feel like that, that, like all the matches were pretty fucking dope tonight. Yeah. Like, fucking, I loved Bianca Belair and Big Time Bex. Like, that shit was fire. That was a good one. Yes. Um, fucking Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, that was dope. The screwy finish yeah. and everything, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little fuck finish there. Yeah. Well, it's of- WWE, so you know they're probably going to fight again on, like, SmackDown or some shit. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think that they're going to, like, fight there. I think they're just going to, like... Uh, Build it to like backlash or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're not going to give that away on free TV. Well, I don't know. WWE tends to do, just fucking be like, look at our dicks, with a lot of shit. Well, I mean, more of like, look at my dicks, but hide the nips. <laughs> <laughs> look at my big beefy. Oh no, that's a titty. But then it was funny because like after I passed my phone around the room, then we started talking about the different titties. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and you know what? It wasn't the dudes that actually started it. It was the women that started it. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, giving our honest opinions of everything. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? They're going, like, deep down yeah. into it. We're talking about, like, the ones that are, like, you know, 38 degrees north. Or, you know, like, <laughs> right. They got to triangulate it. It's like, hmm, she's got a, seems to be in a, 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 a bump around her areola. It is not smooth. And then we got a conversation about areolas after that. That was funny. Areola. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was like, because they were trying to fucking, you know, say, oh, that's pepperoni areola, right? Where it says, like, like have you ever seen, like a, like, a pepperoni actually being sliced? It's like, it's pretty small. You know what I mean? It's like. Well, yeah, like the circumference of a pepperoni is like, like that. Like yeah. it's. The diameter is very small. You know what I'm saying? You know, compared to like, you know, like, uh, like, like bologna. Like bologna like yeah, bologna. yeah, yeah. Or a fucking, you know, like gobble goo. Or like a salami or some shit. You know, gobble goo where it's like, you know, you slice it very, very thin, (laughs) wide, you know? So it's like, you know, it's it's more about coverage versus like impact. Backs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, at least it didn't look like a tube sock with a shot of soup at the end of it. Oh, God. But one of the things that does get me is when you see a girl's titties and it's just like, man, the nipple to areola, like shape, size, and like, you know, uh, proportions just don't look well like nobody wants like fucking gumdrop uh, t- uh, nipples with like teeny tiny areola it doesn't look right 
Yeah. That's a little weird. But, yeah. but then nobody also wants like hockey puck areolas, like little teeny tiny titty. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's a little jarring at first, of course, man. But it's like I mean, I don't you know, care. After I'll, a while, I'll put it in my mouth. you know, it's fine. You know, you yeah. know titty's a titty. It goes in the mouth. But like, I mean, you know, like I mean, I'm, I'm appreciative of all. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Like my brain goes to uh, uh, half baked. I was like, when everybody stops fighting, <laughs> now that's a titty, fully man. <laughs> <laughs> because that's then, a full titty, man. Because I tell you what, nothing stops men from fucking fighting than a titty. But facts also cause a man to start fighting. I mean, depends on the situation. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about like an abrupt stop. You know what I mean? Where it's like you know, pretty much. Well, you know, like women think men look at women like. Oh my God! She has hair of like raven. She has raven hair and like scarlet eyes and like a like chiseled facial features, like shit like that. Meanwhile, men are like booba. <laughs> <laughs> so many times we're due to be looking like here down and completely forget what this looks like. Yeah. You know, just doing some calculations. Quick look at the face. Acceptable. Yeah. Looking at breasticles. Yeah. I know it's very unfortunate where you have like some guys they do get the uh, the blinders on you know what I mean instead of like a horse where they're fucking vertical the guys get the horizontal ones where it's just like okay everything from the neck down that's what I'm looking at well you know, you know like I've made my decision your face is not pretty enough to stare at uh, <laughs> but you know like I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude guys so like you know I've the shit I say here is with love and affection because, uh, you know, it's it's not true. It's not like, you know, I am out here, like, you know, I just I just do me, man. Like, here I am, just, you know, scrolling Tinder, you know, again. Like literally scrolling Tinder as we speak. Yeah, man, there's a lot of literally like, women in here, and all I have to say is, you know, being 30, uh, I'm looking at being a stepdad at this point. Oh, come on, man. Uh, there was a girl on here 21 with four kids. But, uh, I, it, mm-hmm. 21. And granted, that's my fault for leaving my selection open to 21 and younger. I mean, 21 and older. Jesus fucking Christ, I would never go younger. <laughs> if I can't even drink when I'm around you, I'm not going to fucking want to fuck you. Um, that is about to be like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, knock some sense into that boy. Um... But, like, you know, I read the profile because I actually do read the profiles because if you put something down there, I'm going to read it. Okay? Yes, men I, do read profiles with ladies. Right, but do. we're just trying to figure out what size booba. <laughs> 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 it says, okay, so, like, in my caveman brain, it was like, hmm, she looked pretty. 21. Boy mom times four. What the fuck? <laughs> See, I'm I'm not single, but if I was, I couldn't be fucking with any girl under the age of 25. I just can't do Bro, it. Uh, it's incredibly difficult, I gotta say. Yeah. I believe that. Right, because... Like, within, I genuinely believe that. They're within, like, a generation that kind of knows of what we are about, but only the tail end. And it's like trying to get them to understand why the beginning portion in the middle was so important to us. Yeah. I mean, it's like secondhand information where it's like, this is more of a history lesson than actual lived experience. I'm like, yeah, the World Trade Center. That was horrible. I'm like, <laughs> you, you realize what this Never was? Never forget. Right? You know, you, you know. I mean, it's like, you, it's like, don't forget 911. Of course, that's what you call when you need help. 
<laughs> oh, honey, you're just stupid. Okay. Okay. Um, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. All right. I mean, like, yeah, that was your fault for having the 21, but four kids. Four kids. I, hey, I didn't wow. swipe right. I'm, well, thankfully, you didn't. Um, because, I mean, like, it's... Like Stu, again, you don't want to be out here, man, because it is a I believe jungle. It. I fucking believe it, bro. Because you know, because again, I moved out to Phoenix like less than a year ago, and for a while, you know, shit was shut down. People didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So in the last, like, say four months or so, I've been, you know, like hitting the pavement, going out there, seeing what's good, uh, finding new haunts, that type of stuff, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, just like meeting people out there in the wild nowadays, it's it's kind of like being in the uncanny valley, right? Where it's like people kind of understand how to have interpersonal communication, but people are so scared. I'm talking about like they are like petrified and trying to continue on with a conversation, you know, greater than... You know, um, 140 characters. Yeah, 140 characters exactly. Uh, without the assistance of other people, I mean, it's incredibly difficult. I mean, it's frustrating for me. You know, and I've seen a stark difference between people that are 24 and below, where it's like they just they'll be out, but they won't interact with other people. So they're yeah. trying to get that you know that um, personal connection by proxy. Yeah, Which yeah. makes no sense to me. Yeah. But. Makes no sense know. at all. Which is why I'm glad I'm not single because I'm not dealing with any of that shit. However, uh, one topic that's been making the rounds that uh, you and I kind of discussed earlier, this Will Smith slap on Chris Rock. What are your uh, thoughts? Oh, Manny just groaned. Yeah. <laughs> we got to wait for Manny on this when he's collecting his thoughts. Uh, I just rest in peace, Will Smith meme. <laughs> the old people have it now. Yeah. Oh no. You know, when you're not gonna, the you're, boomers. You're gonna see the boomers. Not the boomers, like, yo. You know, when your wife says she voted for Trump, <laughs> she voted for Biden. You know, when your husband says he don't love you no more. God, the half life of memes has gotten like lower and lower. Not even a week. Invasion. You think it was going to be pretty strong, but it kind of like backed off a little. I know. It's like the slap happened and people suddenly forgot about the war in Ukraine and people forgot about COVID. <laughs> like, yeah. well, like it, it COVID. Was, it doesn't exist anymore. The government said we're over. Yeah, yeah, apparently. I did see that meme, though, man, where it's like uh, when, like when Twitter warriors find out about the Will Smith slap. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that Andy. Um, the Andy like Coffin. The, like the Toy Story 1. Oh, uh, okay. Meme where it's like they drop Woody. It's like, and it's fucking the Ukraine flags. Like, I don't want to play with you no more. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yo. Like, we, you and I were talking about this earlier. Like, Will Smith kind of pushed back just the progression of black men by listening to his wife not being able to take a fucking joke. Yeah. He pushed you know, us back by like fuck thirty years, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't get, don't give that numbers, all right? You know, oh, like, it is absolutely thirty years. I'm standing my square on this one. 
All right, you stand in your square. I mean, yes. I have no right to judge. I mean, the only dark thing about me is my, you know, hair. That, that's <laughs> brown and delicious, you know. You know, I hang out with but black like, people. I start throwing nigga around, like, a little too freely. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like uh, Will Smith, it, it pisses me off that, like, it's only his legacy that's being tarnished because of his actions on this. Like, nobody's talking about how Jada was the reason that this motherfucker acted out of character. Now, Will, if you don't go slap that man, I will get a Ouija board and ask Tupac what he would have done. Okay. <laughs> August will help me. He's good with it all just, the techno shit. It just <laughs> blows my mind that, like, like it, it just pains me to see that Will Smith is clearly a broken man. Oh, I just, I just thought oh, of something. Oh, yeah. You remember that movie called Your Lie in August? I wonder if Will Smith couldn't see that one either. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I was sitting there telling dad jokes earlier, like, you know why Will Smith slapped Chris Rock instead of punching him? Pourquoi? Because paper beats rock. <laughs> yeah. But, but you when, know police, when police checked out uh, Chris Rock's face, they found fresh prints. I'll see myself out. <laughs> we all got to witness, you know, one of Will Smith's biggest hits since the 90s. <laughs> Getting slappy with it, yo. Yo, man, like, I, I, you know, in Hollywood, we've seen many action movies. We've seen, like, Lotus style, Crane style, Dragon style. But we got to see the witness of a new Kung Fu, Big Willie style. Yeah, pretty much. I just, I'm just like... <laughs> Na, 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And then to to to, to basically sell it, he enunciated. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yes, not fucking, not fucking. See, I'm too much of a smartass. If I was Chris Rock, I would have been like, I'd keep her name out of my mouth the moment she stops keeping men out of her mouth. Yeah, I'd say we wouldn't be here right now. And, and here's a crazy thing because like one one lesson that everybody should understand you never beef with a comedian because they will always get the last laugh every time every time because here's the whole thing Chris Rock he stopped himself from responding because when he was like man I kind of ooh you know it's like that type of thing where it's just like you know that one of the things that he wanted to say would be like Will Smith slapped the shit out of me. I'm going to feel that all the way up until August. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Aries Spears spoke that's on That's a great joke, yo. It is. It but really like, is. but that's the thing. is like Chris Rock's going on tour. And like now he's got even more material to fucking work with. You, know? like, you just made me money, bitch. Facts. Well, people are going to want to come see him to see like what's he going to talk about. Within what, like an hour of the slap, his entire tour had been bought out? Pretty much, uh, yeah. I, I got some friends in uh, Texas right now, Chaos. in Austin, in fucking Houston, and they were looking up tickets for the Chris Rock show. The Vegas show was already sold out. God right? damn. And they're in the Coliseum in Vegas, which right. is fucking huge. I imagine and the Chris Rock show opens it. I'm not talking about Will Smith. Everyone leaves. Say, like, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no, wait, we're going to talk back. about this shit. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. Wait, wait. One, it's it's like as a black man myself, right? And this is the authority that I'm doing it on. It's like half who. Um, that was a bitch move on many levels, 
mainly it's like it's a bigger dude beating up on a smaller guy right two your woman put a battery in your back to say i laughed like Will Smith laughed initially at the joke. No, and they got him on camera laughing at the joke. Microphone. Yeah, like he's like, (laughs) like laughing that hard that it catches it. And then he looks over at his lady. She didn't appreciate the joke. She didn't like the joke. And then from now, instead of saying, "I'll take care of it later," you do it up in front of the world. I'm talking about this isn't just national TV. This is international TV. I mean, this is like the Super Bowl for theater geeks. You know what I'm saying? So everybody around the world is watching this shit. And you're trying to, you know, thrust your manhood on somebody else. You know, uh, pause. Amazing. <laughs> 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 you're, you're trying to show to your, not to the world, but to your wife that you have your manhood intact where she already like tore up your man car 15 years ago. And yo, that was like the 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 fucking visual definition of happy wife, happy life, which is a fucking lie. Facts, which is the most insidious lie that has been told. No Absolutely. wife, no strife, man. All right. No <laughs> wife, no strife. <laughs> All right. I see you in your shirt, man. No woman, no cry. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but it's like, but, but the reason why I stand in my square and say that he set back black people put us back thirty years because it's Chris Rock and Will Smith, the two most notable black people on the planet. Facts. And they had a nigga moment. Right. In front of the world. The, facts. The number one killer of black men behind poor Chops, poor Chops and FEMA. FEMA. Now yeah. that's a fact. It was just... Watch closely. You're about to experience a nigga moment. That's basically what it was. That's basically what it was. And you know what? It, and it put us back because now all of the people that were trying to find an excuse to say, oh, this is how they act. These are, quote, the best of us. And they just had a world star moment. World star. They had a world star moment. I'm surprised that a chair didn't get thrown. Facts, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. Axio. laughs> And we all, know it would have been set off. Oh, I mean, man. it was the Oscars. It wasn't the BET Awards, so right. The chairs are bolted to the floor. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not only that, it's just like, see, no matter how much they achieve, no matter how much they do. They're always going to revert back to being macho. To it, it, it's it's like somebody stepping on your Air Force Ones in the club. You're crispy. <laughs> Hold on, I think Facts. Cool Ruckus would be like reverting back to the natural monkiness. You know, some Uncle Ruckus size shit. Don't trust them new niggas over there. <laughs> what did you say, nigga? <laughs> What's good? What's really good? I'm just saying, like... It's like, what's hood, nigga? <laughs> what's really good? Same thing's gonna get to you! <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like... I was talking with Kati about this. I was like, if I was in Will Smith's position, first of all, I wouldn't let my wife dictate my fucking actions like that. Secondly... Facts. 
Secondly, if it bothered her that much, he could have waited till after the show or during a commercial break to pull him aside and be like, yo, bro, my wife didn't appreciate that shit. Exactly. An apology could have been had. It would have been done. But Jada being the fucking crazy bitch that she is made Will act out of character. Because I, she, oh, dog, she, I, I, I don't know. It's like this is a fucking, you know, theory that's out there that just came in my head. I honest, she like Jada Pinkett Smith is in love with a dead man. Yeah, I believe, or sorry, I have an idea that she may have tried to use Will Smith as a sacrifice to, as and you know, create a vessel for Tupac to try to come back. Unfortunately, what she doesn't know is that he's actually living like you know three islands down from like Epstein's place. Oh shit. And he's, you know, like partying down there with, you know, with Biggie and, you know, with with uh, with Elvis Presley and, you know, Buddy Holly and everybody else. Yeah, ODB's just chilling there. He didn't really die. That was a fake, you know. Yeah, just exactly. Some homeless dude that looked like him. But he yeah. sends his regards. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. You know, honestly, I, I like it's to so like, take a step back here when people put the memes like Tupac would have shot him. I want to think of it this way. I don't think Tupac would have let that shit be an open relationship. He would have been, nah, fuck you. Facts. I mean, nothing's more... Like- I don't think she would have been even bringing an open relationship forward if she was with Tupac. She was clearly in love with that dude. Absolutely. I want to put it this way. Absolutely. One of the things I hate is the ignorance of people who say that, you know, this is what they would have said when people are dead. Very few people can say that, and even then, it's only like a 50-50 because you're not them. You never know. You could think what they would have said because you've lived with them for forever, or they were your husband or wife, what have you, but this is one of the cases where I have to break my case. It's like, you know what? From what I've read and, you know, like, like he listened and like kind of like documentary i honestly think he wouldn't have been like it would have been like nope i'm out like i love you but you do you i'm not part of this shit kyle and i were having this conversation earlier like will should have probably left that years ago oh yeah absolutely i mean th- like if, if we talking about a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship that is exactly what that is and i'm talking about like from jada to will that like like you said earlier Stu. She broke him down mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Facts. That is a husk of a man that's fucking going. That's that, a that's broken man, around. bro. Like it, he's yeah. he's not he's not the same that he used to be. Absolutely not. Like when you're on national television, and have to listen to your wife's air quote entanglements. What the fuck is an entanglement? Facts. That's, that's an affair, bro. That's an affair. It's like you want to get outside, dick. Just just say that thing. Facts. Just say it. Okay, so like. I think I have some right to speak on well, this because uh, I'm I'm the guy who usually sleeps with these women, uh, with with married women. Not always. Allegedly. Married. Not always. Allegedly. 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 You know, this is not financial or legal advice, but allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this is legality because you could break up a marriage and then financially you got to support this woman and her three kids. You know, uh, uh, like, like not legal advice, but you don't have to do a goddamn thing. Fair Thanks. enough. All right, so I want you to continue your point because I, I, I got to, like, voice this better in my head. Like, you know, uh, unless you're done, in which case I'll freestyle it, you know, like, you know, old Dirt McGurk style. I mean, like, it's just, it's sad to see. 
because Will Smith's going to be the only person that's going to be dealing with any sort of repercussions from his actions. Mm-hmm. Jade is not going to be seeing any of the smoke from this no. because especially because like i've been seeing all these chicks like on social media and shit like oh he was defending his wife's honor uh, and i'm just like what fucking honor do you have that you can't take a goddamn joke yeah and you should have honored your family and your husband but not putting your business out on the street facts and, and they did it voluntarily it's not like the shit came up in the rags or anything they did it in she did it intentionally so i'm like Facts. no i no credit given on that shit and not only that it's like a man wants peace when he comes home because the whole world is trying to get at him they want some of them they're trying to get at him they're trying to bring him down they're trying to like you know people are hating and all this other shit when you get to a level of success and if you can't have peace at your home that is like honestly what that is that is people i mean men living in quiet uh like you know suffering in silence yeah and you know living a lives of quiet desperation because they have no peace. outlets anywhere they have no peace and especially if you have a wife that stirs up drama not even inside the house but in the media man you hate to see it you hate to fucking see it absolutely not and that's somebody that doesn't stay on code and if you can't even have a code of you know like like an understanding in your own home dog i mean what's the point like what are we doing what are we doing here like it just (sighs) I don't know, man. Like, when, whenever I've been involved in a poly or ethically, ethically non-monogamous or open relationship, you know, I get questions. Like, well, how does this come to be? Like, how does somebody who's been, li- like, dating somebody since high school, you know, they have a kid together, decide that they want to fuck other people? Oh, I think it comes down to a lot of people didn't get to really experience... Um, Nobody had a hoe phase. Yes, thank you. I was going to say it professionally, but like, you know, y'all yeah. didn't get to have a hoe phase or y'all didn't get to sleep around because there was I a hook up with hoes and like ho hoes. Yeah. They're not like at a certain point, like, yeah, they know they can fuck, but they're really looking for someone to be there in the morning. And like, you know, there was a Billy Gardell joke I heard yeah, years ago yeah. that kind of like described that in a nutshell. He was saying that, like, he was at a barbecue and his dad was sitting there flipping burgers, smoking a cigarette with a beer in his hand like a uh-huh. man should. And all of a sudden, you know, like, his wife comes up to him 100 miles an hour and is like, what are you doing smoking in front of all these children? You're just going to take seven minutes of your life out and blah, 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 and just going at him. And he yeah. just sat there and took it like an admiral. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she finished up, he took a puff of his cigarette and went, see, that's why nobody likes you. And she just got mad, scoffed, and walked away. So he yeah. walks up to his dad, and he goes, Dad, when do I get to say shit like that to my wife? And his dad looked at him and said, You gotta be all done fucking, kid. <laughs> He's like, let me tell you, it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Wow. Like, yeah. you, you they like, like, you know, well, nine times out of ten, it's the husband who brings it up. So, like, those I see are relationships that are on their friends. But when it isn't, and it's, like, something that's kind of mutual, I, I fully believe that, like, and don't knock it. If you are one of those people who are truly poly, you know, that, that's a whole different thing altogether. Your lives are difficult as it is on the list. But when it comes down to it, a lot of the time, it's because people want to have that person, you know, that's 
their wife, their husband, you know, their fiance, what have you. But they want their side thing too. But see, like a lot of a lot of the people that I know that are in in open relationships, they had a conversation with their significant other, and they like set ground rules, like like you know, don't bring him to the house, or don't do this, don't do that. Like respect me. Yeah, respect me. Don't embarrass me. Right. Don't bring no outside kids. No bring. Don't bring no diseases to the house. We have ground rules. Well, here's the thing. Why are those rules there? It's for the facade outside. No. No. Well, no, 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 no. Because if you're truly open about everything, like your relationship is, or polyamorous, you know, it wouldn't bug you that you know they have sex in your house. It wouldn't bug. But you. see, that's a. But again, that's a thing of like communication and ground rules, like with each other. Right. And if if it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, we don't care if you're bringing them in the house. That's a discussion between the two parties. But. Like, again, if there's no discussion, if there's no communication, like, I remember people saying, like, oh, well, Jaden and Will agreed to this. And I'm like, does Will know? <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> Because, well, I mean, here's a whole other thing, though. It's like, I find it extremely difficult to believe that stuff is a mutual, that people bring it up mutually. There's always, like, one person that's ahead of the other, and the other one gets on board. So somebody has to bring it up. Somebody has to bring it up, and then somebody else has to get on board and understandable. Facts. So, and one my other thing says like everybody is somewhat different because, you know, by human nature, right? We're territorial, or at least I would say uh, men that are ambitious, men that want to improve themselves, they're very territorial. So if that's a thing that's going to happen and they want to do something to you know like expand their horizons there's going to be an inkling so they're going to have to give up a lot right right but yeah, they, they but they have out. something they have to keep sacred so if it's like you know in like at the house or if it's in a bed you got to go to a separate room you know something like that where it's like this is my this is my line of determination and this is my line of respect so we're going to do this thing but if you are a habitual line stepper and you go over this line that i that i said that this is my limit and you want to go over that that means you don't respect me anymore and that means that you can do anything yeah. You can do anything behind my back and do everything else because it's like you're trying to you're already showing me that you don't respect me anymore and when you lose respect that means that everything is on the table and there is no safe quarter. Facts. All right. I I kind of actually want to like do it like a little bit of a study here and I want to like see for all these couples that are open poly ENM how many stay together for a very long time. I'd be interested in that. Because, you know, that would actually mean, it wouldn't actually probably mean results, because you could, like, just like a married man can, like, stay married to the same woman for, like, eight, like you know, 50 years yeah. only because, like, you know, I already did it once, I'm not doing it again. You know? Well, there's also, you gotta think, there's those people that are like, oh, we stay together for the kids, which I've always been of the mindset that if you're staying together for the kids, it's like holding in a fart because you have to shit. It's not gonna end well. <laughs> Right. I mean, like, again, there's some poly ENM people I know that, like, you know, they have a full family, you know, like the shit they do on the weekends or on their days off. 
and like it trades off with their partners is like okay dear uh it's my day off i'm gonna go get railed up in vegas now okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay honey just send me a pic and have a good time and like, tell me how vegas was just, yeah just like, what happens in vegas stays in vegas and then yeah. you're going to be with that um ashley was it next weekend yes we're gonna spend the night at the ritz yeah, and I mean, in that I'm totally for. You know, I mean, everybody knows who everybody is, and everybody knows what they're going with. But see, that's a line but of communication. I, I would and... want to know that in those relationships, what would be the dividing lines? What are like the the non-negotiables? So, right. A girl I met, uh, like a girl, a woman I had sex with, um, almost a year ago now. He was in one of these uh, open relationships. Okay. Uh, ethically non-monogamous, as it were. Uh, as it she, were. As it were. As uh, it were. We had, there were some very big ground rules. Like, first off, first things first, um, no hosting at home. You know, like, this is, like, the life that me and my husband have. You know, we can't do that. We have a kid. And then, like, my mother-in-law, or that she was speaking, you know, they go into the home you know it, it's it's like you know it's a thing like this is where the live doesn't breach okay great right other side rules you know there's certain things like me- medically speaking you know protection things of that nature unless like this became a further thing with dating which okay. in those relationship like poly type worlds you can end up dating somebody else um and if that becomes a thing then you know the, the normal things of dating you can kind of like show that you have a negative like you know uh, uh std screen and that like you're you're good yeah and mo- like almost all those women i've talked to have some type of iud like they're done they're not having another kid okay this is purely just purely, like for fun type shit purely for fun and then like <clears throat> the conversation does come up and they're like well yeah if, if this thing moves forward you become like you know my my quote-unquote boyfriend you know, then things will become a ditch in nature where we don't have to use protection and things like that. So it becomes a whole like relationship at that stage, you okay. know. Um, and it's just like, you know, the 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 things go into like the actual level of the shit. It, it, it is surprising. So I kind of want to see, you know, in the future, like how many of these people actually have stayed together. Like it's helped them. And and you know what? It is one of those things where it's like I've been mentored. Um, in my earlier years, like when I was a teenager and when I was in my 20s growing up, right? And people that are successful in public life, you know what I mean? People that are millionaires, people that are high ranks in, you know, corporations, they own their own businesses, like legit businesses. They have like, you know, 50 to like 400 employees type shit. Yeah, yeah. And it is one of those things where it's like, they spend so much time upkeeping the lifestyle that a lot of things um, they have to sacrifice a lot of things in their personal lives. So there are agreements, right? We understand because we're animals, right? We're mammals, we're animals. We need servicing, right? We have urges that we need to fill out, and when those urges don't get filled, that's where in a lot of like. Uh, frustration comes around. Well, I, I think that's like one of the key leading factors to a moment. You know, besides pork chops and FEMA, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like that communication part where it's like, hey, I'm not, I'm unfulfilled. I'm just, I'm this, I'm that. And people come to together, together as adults 
they but say, see, all I right. See, with that, though, it's it's kind of like what I was saying to Ambition last week. Like, And what I've been kind of preaching for a while is, like, there's too many people that are afraid to hurt feelings, and so they're afraid to have those adult conversations. Right, because I think that many, it's like many and many a people, um, you know, it's like past, like, you know, they were born past, like, 1975. They grew up in a society that cared more about being amenable you know what i mean not hurting people's feelings getting along to get along and all this other stuff and yeah, avoiding yeah. conflict even though the conflict is helpful for getting for growth for yeah. growth yeah i mean for bettering yourself nothing comes for free so everything needs to have a sacrifice everything needs effort in order to be better today than you were yesterday and I think that a lot of people have that feeling where it's like, I'm comfortable right now. I don't need to move forward. A mentality that stops them from doing the hard things. And so people are living a lot of lives pissed off. And they take that on to people that are in their homes and even people that are just random out on the street. So if they had the courage to say what the hell they wanted they usually would be able to get it yeah but instead they're too afraid and then from there the problems just compound and compound further and further and further and you know especially the whole thing of like i can't stand cheating cheating will never be a thing you know it's like it's you and me together forever nobody outside know nothing that's childish shit man facts that's that's a disney idea of what life is and one, I can't fucking stand Disney for like, <laughs> you know, Disney princesses and, you know, all those old fucking movies and shit like that. Oh, I, I used don't to have a, like a I used lot to have of a conspiracy them. theory that Disney princesses are why a lot of bitches are all fucked up. Uh, yes. Besides us toxic men. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but that's because we watched Belle and it was like, see, that woman is strong and independent and, you know, could like, you know, get her way out of a situation with a, like a chopping machine. She was never strong and independent. She survived. She Facts. did not thrive. Right. Facts. She fucking survived that, that shit. Older now, but younger us is like she, 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 she's strong and all this other shit, you know. And then we get tricked. We run into the Disney trap. Oh hell no! I was thinking the whole thing. I'm like, whoo man, that bitch got. <laughs> she, she, she got lucky. Fucking you know, skin of the teeth, you know. And uh, it's like, it, and so it. Yeah, I mean that's just one of the things where it's like, motherfuckers need to be able to grow up, but they also have to have the courage. To be able to go outside of what's comfortable. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. you know, like, Everybody's got to move out of their comfort zones at least a little bit. Comfort zones are, are, are what cause problems. Because, like, you ever work at a company and, you know... I mean, I actually think we've all quit these companies where, you know... This is how they've done business for years. This is how we're going to continue to do business. And I just quit a job earlier this month because of that shit. Fuck well, this shit, I'm out. Backs. I mean, like, you know, putting that aside, if you were to do that to your personal life, you know, you never go anywhere. You know, you, you know, might have some milestones here and there, but is your life fulfilled? And that brings me to another thing about fulfillment. Because there's, like, for some of these people, like, you know, it's not just sex. It's other things that they don't get in their partner or maybe certain things that 
their partner cannot do in the way which they want them to and it's not all sex related sometimes it's it's things that like love languages and things of that nature and how they talk to one another and the things they're passionate about it reminds me of that old eddie murphy ross skit was like baby i love you me and her we just fuck you know (laughs) (laughs) because one of the things i have noticed is that it's not a relationship nine times out of ten it's temporary yeah like you know, at the end of the day, she's going to go back to her husband, her family. You know, like, yeah, she might be like, oh, boy, I got another dick appointment tomorrow. But, like, she comes back home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, Yeah, and, I mean, that's the part as well where it's like... Or even he comes back home. Like, like one of the philosophies I have is, a, like, a relationship or marriage, you know, a committed relationship. If they're your everything, you have nothing. Yes. Facts. Yes. That part, yo. Because here's the whole thing. It's like, like you cannot... It's unfair for the other person to put all of their shit on you. Right. They, they that cannot is incredibly be the, the unfair. meal for your emotions. They cannot oh. be your Samwise to your Frodo of emotions. Yeah. 100%. You know, like, if they are your everything, yeah, truth, you have nothing. You, because, like, at the end of the day, if you have nothing to live for yourself except for one person, it's just going to destroy you in the end. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And it is one of those things where it's like, that's why you have a, that's why you have a village. You have a group. You have your inner circle. Uh, you know, rest in peace to the inner circle. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Which I'm still pissed about that. They should have called it Inner Circle 2.0. <laughs> we'll get into um, that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, that's why you have friends. That's why you have family. That's why you have a village. Because, I mean, there's an old um, African proverb that says, many hands make for light work. Yes. And emotions are work. Facts. You know, mental health is work. And putting all of that stuff onto somebody else, especially emotions and mentality and everything else is ever changing. That's incredibly hard for somebody to take care of you and themselves and other people. That's why it's like you got to spread the wealth on this one. Because if you're a friend, you're going to help other people and they're going to help you because it's a mutual beneficial thing. Absolutely. I am not a big fan of like true altruism because true altruism doesn't exist because human beings they live off of incentives we do things off of incentives it's one of those things where it's like i want because i'm a giver myself i want to be able to help the people around me do the best they can and be the best person they can be but i i've had things in my past where i've done more for them than they want to do for themselves well this has been all sound advice, but unlike Jada's legs, I think we're about to come to a close, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have been going over an hour, almost an hour and a half, but this has been a fantastic conversation, gentlemen. Also, yes, about the inner circle. I, You know, Zeus and I talked about this, by the way, for Jericho's inner circle. Okay. He should have just kept it as the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yo, I kicked out the people I don't want in my inner circle anymore. Because it's Jericho's inner circle. Yeah. Bring on Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro as the next new A&W elite. <laughs> the A&W? Sorry, coming out Dan with root Housen. beer? Sorry, Dan Housen. Very evil, very nice. I went to A&W for all the monies. 
Danhausen. Well, gentlemen, it's been fun. Um, Big fun. Cal, where can people find you? Um, they cannot at the moment That's because I, because here's the whole thing. I'm a corporate now, and I really don't need people pocket watching. Yeah, I felt that. Uh, and know, like Manny, Manny put his government out there a couple episodes ago, yeah. and then bitches started hitting him up left and right to the point to where it was overwhelming, and then they started hitting me up, and I was like, "Yeah, this ain't it." Yeah. I mean, I do have an idea where I'm thinking I'm going to put together an Instagram to show my balloon on a budget lifestyle. <laughs> uh, but that's in the works. So, you know, 404 error at the moment. Felt that. Manny, where can people follow you? Uh, not at the moment. And like, I don't have like what Kyle is thinking of because, you know, of the situations. But I'm going to issue a challenge. Okay. Ooh. If you oh. were there or, or, or decided that, like, you know, I, I might be somebody you're interested in, too, uh, you send a Snapchat to my boy, Stu, and he's going to do some, uh, uh, you know, screening for me. Because you know what? My you want me to be your broken. screener? My picker is broken. You know this. Oh, These are yep, facts. Yep, yep. My picker is fucking broken. It, it, it points nerf. 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 So uh, if, if you're brave enough, you know, go ahead. Because remember, don't date, man. Facts. And you already know I don't need your follows. Don't follow me at Babyface Stew on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You don't need these jokes. And I've said it on Heel Face. I've said it here, and I will say it until it gets through people's skulls. I don't need your titty pictures, your ditty pictures, your fur daggers, your uh, sick invite messages. Send to me at MCStiz26 on Snapchat. Send that shit to Zeus. Yeah. It went but yeah, I guess send me your, your interest in Manny, and I'll filter you bitches out. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, though. It's like, before we go, um, Ambition, you sound pretty dope. And uh, we are now uh, geo, we're, we're geo-located, so we're a little bit closer. Kyle's shooting a shot. Shots fired. Eh. Shots fired. Eh. It's more of a layup. Ambition, he's actually a pretty cool dude. You should, you should give him a shot, but, you know, no pressure. No pressure at all. But uh, this has been Cigars and Bars. Um, I think it's episode 11. The, the Force Returns? I don't know, but we love y'all. The Avenging Bean Counter. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week where we will probably discuss WrestleMania Night 2 and some other shenanigans from the week. Possibly. 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 Who you got in the finals? Kansas or UNC? The way the UNC played, man, I got to say that they got grit. Yeah, Kansas is a tough draw, though. Yeah, it's tough. No, you're not into the sports ball, are you? I'm not into the sports ball, but I'm going to give it to Kansas only because, you know, they're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) (laughs) UNC, baby. But we'll see you next week. Love y'all. Love you, fellas.